climate change. It's a big issue, isn't it? A handful of people don't think so, but an awful lot of people believe quite rightly that it is. It's a an enormous issue that we have to solve over the next 100, 200 years. And now's the time to start. And one of the ways of solving climate change is seaweed. Who knew? Hey, this is Richard. Welcome to the Pandemic Startup. Something that a friend told me about uh, running your own business is that what you end up doing um, a year after you started is probably a little bit different or maybe quite markedly different than what you thought you would be doing when you started the business. In fact, more than one person said that. I've got uh, several really good friends who are freelance uh, marketing specialists. That's Elizabeth. Richard's a, a freelance copywriter, both of whom brilliant in their fields, but doing different things now than, than they in those fields than they did when they started. And, and I'm finding that's very true for me as well. This is kind of five to six months in now. And um, what I'm focused on isn't changing in that it's um, helping people with sales and business development. Um, sometimes that's coaching, teaching them how to do sales and business development, set up systems, procedures, tools, best practice and so on. Uh, and sometimes it's hands-on helping them with sales and business development activity like lead generation or pipeline management or proposal writing and so forth. And it's, it's you know, th- those two strands are the strands of the business. But where I'm finding uh, a really interesting focus, let's say, is I, t- I tend to work with smaller companies, small to medium companies, because those are the ones where the the founders and the small teams are really busy with the day-to-day work of running the company and don't have the time for things like sales and business development maybe don't have the skills because they're an engineer uh, or a team of engineers uh, and that's quite common to start a business brilliant at what they do but then need additional skills in some of those support functions like sales and that's where i come in the most interesting companies that i'm finding um, that i'm interacting with and doing work with uh, one in particular are in what i would call the sustainability space So they're businesses that have some kind of positive environmental angle to the service they provide. And that might be environmental consultants. I've spoken to a number of really interesting people there. Um, People who are involved in carbon capture, people who are involved in uh, new and innovative ways of generating heat and power, ground source heat pumps and all that sort of really interesting stuff. Those are the companies that when I'm sort of carrying out searches and looking for new people to connect with I should do it in a fairly targeted way it's not completely random they're the ones that I look at and go yeah do you know what I'd really like to to work with them and there's a couple of other industries too that I've, I've not tapped yet but ones that are intriguing let's say and so because I've started to um, really get a lot more interested in companies that are working in the environmental space there's always something that was important to us in, in corporate life. You know, lot, lot, like lots of big companies, the last one I worked for, have net zero strategies and try to at least put the, put the best foot forward as far as doing the right things by the environment and minimise travel and promote things like what we're all doing now, lots of video conferencing and not travelling. So that's come about by default. But that's kind of grown. My interest in that area has grown since working for myself, I guess. Um... And I've started to to read a bit more, started to study a bit more about the whole 
um, the science, but actually the history and the geography and the politics of energy and where we get our energy from and where we used to get our energy from and how we've come to this point and just how much of the stuff we need. I mean, blimey, it isn't just a case of stopping using nuclear and coal and all of that and, and sticking up a few wind turbines. You know, we use an awful lot of power as a, as a species. And, and as a result, at the moment, obviously nuclear doesn't produce carbon, but the carbon dioxide of the atmosphere, but coal, oil, the burning of fossil fuels, producing a huge amount. We're still so heavily dependent on that. So I've been fascinated to, to read them. I've got a, a book, um, I've nearly finished by Vaslav Smil, who is, I guess, not terribly well known outside the sector, but has written a huge amount of books about this, this topic. Um, and the one that I'm listening to, um, Energy and Civilization, is like 20 hours on Audible. Stick it on at 1.3 times, it's perfectly manageable. Um, so that obviously takes a, a little less time. But what an incredible book. And, and I will do a book review and, and post on LinkedIn. But it's the whole history of, of humanity, really, from the days when we, we roamed as hunter-gatherers to now and beyond. Uh, and, and how we have grown to use different forms of energy for different things. So it, it looks... It's looked through time at the first uses of water power and wind power and then coal, oil, gas, nuclear in, in the production of food, in the production of engineered goods, in the production of, of weaponry, in, in the provision of heat and light. And so it's a really far-ranging study. It's fascinating. And I'd never heard of the guy. I actually came across him on um, the Netflix documentary about Bill Gates, um, Inside Bill's Brain, which is really well worth watching. It's three, three episodes of that. And he, he references Vaslav Smil in that. In fact, I think he's interviewed as well because Bill Gates is about one of the only people that's read all of his work, but it's had a marked impact on him in terms of how he thinks about um, the climate and the environment. And, and I can see why. So I'm, I'm listening to that. Um, and I've also got a couple of other books on the go, but it really, it, it really matters. And it's starting to really matter more. And I'm all the more keen to work with those companies who are setting out to do something about it in, in, in whatever way. Uh, one of the companies, I'm, I'm going to tell you specifically about a company I'm working with now, uh, is a company called Carbon Capture, Capture with a K, for a very good reason, and I'll explain in a moment, um, who are setting out, I should say we are setting out, because I'm working with them on a, on a freelance basis, to build kelp farms kelp the big long flat seaweed that obviously grows in the sea uh, it is farmed now you learn these things uh, it's used in food it's used in some biochemical products bioplastics it's farmed to a to a reasonable degree and, and it can also be used as a an animal feed or plowed back into the land as a fertilizer and it need, it, it has to be um subsidized as an animal feed because it's more expensive for farmers but the great thing about it as an animal feed coming into the end of the carbon cycle is it enables or results in the cattle that eat it producing far less methane i.e they fart less simple as that and the methane produced by beef cattle is one of the worst greenhouse gases so that's a win that is not the only reason for the kelp so let me tell you about kelp kelp grows at a ridiculous rate it, it, it yeah it grows 30 to 60 feet in like a year something like that it's i ought to know my facts and figures a bit better than i do but it grows bloody fast 
So, unlike a tree. But what it does do is it draws the carbon out of the carbon dioxide in the... It absorbs the carbon dioxide out of the sea, because that's the ultimate place that it all ends up, draws the carbon dioxide out of the sea, um, gives back oxygen, holds the carbon within itself, and then you then harvest the, car, the, the, the kelp. It's then fed to cattle, which then goes into the food chain, or it can be used as a fertilizer, used as goods in some other way, or, but, but ultimately plowed back into the soil. So it's an incredible crop for absorption of carbon and as we start to build more more and more kelp farms the plan is to build some very big um i guess offshore kelp farms ultimately um, all around the world to to absorb um the carbon from the carbon dioxide that's in the ocean and it's a it's an early stage plan but it's a game-changing plan because if you put your money into a scheme now, and, and, and this will be for people to pay into, there, there will be a, an, an annual subscription that people can pay into, you know, regular people like you and I, but also we're looking for corporate-level sponsorship. We want companies to sponsor the building of the first eight farms, and that's where I come in. That's my role, to find those companies and engage with them. If you want to build a forest, to plant a forest, should I say, you're looking at 30 or 40 years before that thing starts to absorb any carbon. Of a meaningful amount before it's absorbing, you know, in the space of a year, a reasonable amount of the, the carbon that you're producing. With a kelp farm, it's doing it inside of six months. It grows at a huge rate. It's the, like the second fastest growing plant than bamboo, or it's it and bamboo are among the fastest growing plants on the planet. So it's incredible stuff. It, you know, you, you then have additional biodiversity in the ocean with the things that can live in and around it, and you harvest it, it becomes a food comes a cattle food they fart less there's less methane so and this is the very headline version it's a really really interesting project and we have to do things like this now, this isn't the only answer but this is potentially a big answer to reversing carbon pollution to taking some of the carbon dioxide back out of the atmosphere that we've put up there um, through our industrial activities over years and okay some diehards, some stubborn bloody people, the same as the vaccine people, are denying that it's true, denying that it's us. But like 98% of the scientists involved state incontrovertibly based on evidence that it is. So I'm going to go with that. Um, and we have to do something. The, 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 the chances of the planet warming up by a few degrees over the next 100 years are high. The consequences of the planet warming up by even 4 degrees are horrendous. Eight degrees, catastrophic, like seriously catastrophic, 200 feet higher sea levels and things. But even even three to four degrees doesn't sound like very much, but the impact will be enormous. So we have to do everything that we can. This is this is something I'm really coming passionately to believe that we've been blessed with this planet. And I, I look at this from a faith point of view, that we are blessed to steward this planet that we get to live on. And we've done a really shit job of it in in an awful lot of areas but it's within our power and within our gift to be able to do something about it so i'm quite excited to to work with carbon capture on this project and i'm really excited to find other companies that are doing similar things to help do something or some things to to look after this planet better than we have been over the last couple of hundred years 
So there you go, um, a really rough ass version of kelp. I'm sorry, the, the actual facts and figures around how fast kelp grows, I should know really, but I need to do my homework. Um, but yeah, kelp, who knew, uh, as a uh, solution or part of the solution to climate change. So there you go. Um, if you want to get involved, if you want to contribute, then hit me up. I would love to chat to you. If your employer or the company you own would like to contribute, hit me up all the more so because I would love to chat to you. Tell all of your friends, get them to give me a shout, hook up on LinkedIn and I'll connect you with the right people within the company. Um, but yeah, kelp is going to be the future or certainly going to be a chunk of my future and you will hear more about it here. Um, I'm going to stop now and I will catch up with you tomorrow. Cheers. Thank you.